Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the 30-0 IDP Underdog Show, Week 15 edition. I am Sebastian Furion, your resident nerd at S-Japan Football Doc. Of course, joined by my co-host, Mr. Gary Van Dyke, the IDP tister, the IDP godfather himself, and we together are the underdogs. We are the underdogs because... Like a true underdog, we are looking for those juicy, juicy props. We're not talking about those normal minus 110s, minus 120. No, you've come to the wrong place if you're looking for those boring old plays. We are plus 100 and up, and our picks keep getting higher in value the more we go. So we're going to go ahead and start kicking it off for week 15. Quick recap. We went a nice five for 10. And one of the nice things about having those juicy props is even if you go 500, you're making money because yep. each and every single one of our plays are over plus 100 and higher. And we're going to go ahead and kick it off with Mr. Gary Van Dyke. He's going to give you five IDP props. I'm going to handle the offense, the dirty O. I'm going to give you five. And then we will combine together as one to make a nice underdog juicy fantasy parlay. All right, Gary, what is our first prop up for the defensive side of the ball here? All right, we all know it's Thursday when we're recording this around 5 p.m. props and bets and dealing with parlays. So these numbers might change, but at the moment, all right, I am going to pick on the Jets-Miami game like you wouldn't believe, and I'll explain as we go why in these props tonight. So... Uh, let's go ahead and kick it off with the Jets. C.J. Mosley, inside linebacker, over three and a half assist tackles, uh, plus 105 at Miami or with the Dolphins. He owns nearly, a, is he a, nearly an elite 85. You might as well say it is elite 85 PFF grade. Has dipped a little bit the last couple of games, but, I mean, considering the situation with Quincy Williams and stuff, he he could afford to if he wants to, and it's not like they're fighting for the playoffs. But this is a divisional game in Miami, and the last time these guys went up against each other in Week 11, uh, let's see, he had something like 14 combined tackles, amongst other things, right? Wow. Yeah, that's in, in New York, right? Well, he's already been uh, uh, averaging nearly four and a half assists a game the whole entire season. So uh, that also includes when they played against the uh, Miami in Week 11 in New York. They He had five assists. So I don't think he's going to have another problem getting, what was it, three and a half at plus yeah. 105. There we go, folks. Starting the show off with a nice plus 105. That is Jets inside linebacker C.J. Mosley. Higher than three and a half assisted tackles there at plus 105. Very nice. I like that too because you got Tyreek Hill and Devon A. Chain, two of the most explosive players on that Dolphins offense, both banged up, both a little bit questionable coming in. So that may limit some of that big playability we're used to seeing out of Miami. They may have to meticulously drive down the field and mm -hmm. be on the field longer. Some, some more opportunities for Mosley to get some tackles there. Love it as we started off. All right, over on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to start us off with a nice little plus 165 here. Give me Vikings running back Ty Chandler, anytime touchdown at plus 165. Minnesota heading to Cincinnati this week. 
Uh, you have a situation where Ty Chandler is RB1 this week. He's been working his way, you know, splitting carries with Alexander Madison. Madison is out this week with an ankle injury. So Ty Chandler is going to be the guy. And I expect him to get a lot of value. This is a situation where you have Nick Mullins going up against Jake Browning. But Jake Browning's been playing well. Nick Mullins has shown some ability. I think that there is going to be a little bit more scoring than people uh, expect here. And if you have a situation where you have the RB1 in a competent offense, Justin Jefferson should be back uh, at plus one, over 150 just to score. I love Ty Chandler here. He's got a rushing touchdown on the year. But the biggest thing here is he's going to be the featured guy this week. So give me Ty Chandler anytime touchdown, punch it in the end zone at plus 165. All right, next up for the defense, what do we got, Gary? All right, we're just going to stick with that Miami Jets game as long as it's a prop bet, man. This is making money. So uh, we're going to go with the Dolphins this time with Chris, Christian Wilkinson, the, the stud defensive tackle. Uh, he's being graded just above, well above par right now, but he is a stud, man. He had like – for a defensive tackle last year, he had something in the range of 90 combined tackles. As a defensive tackle, that is mm-hmm. unheard of. Uh, he had like six six sacks, I think, last year, and he's already beat that pace a few games ago. Anyhow, uh, he's a well, you know, as I mentioned, he's a well above par graded player. Uh, had to, let's see. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let's see. The last time these guys met, he had two sacks, two tackles for a loss, and three solo tackles. All right, in week eleven. So, I mean, surely if he had two sacks and two tackles for a loss, that he could apparently get in there and get a, another half a sack for us. All right. Um, he's he's just a proven veteran, and he's on, on a defensive team that is the defensive line is just chiming, and it's arguably a top five, top seven at least. Um, there's also something I want to mention about, uh, Van Ginkle. The guy actually has a really nice plus 145, uh, to get a quarter of a sack. But I want to mention after talking to Sebastian, he has a type of, uh, groin injury. Yeah, he's got the, he's got an oblique injury, right? So rotational movement's going to be difficult on the uh, defensive line there. It's a little bit tough. You know, you're, you're, you're in the trenches, uh, you're rotating, you're trying to get around guys, you're hand fighting. He's going to be in some pain. Looks like he's going to be limited. So I like Wilkins, uh, even more there to go ahead and right. pick up some of that, some of that sacks there. Also, you got a Jets offensive line that's all not only beat up, but also pretty terrible. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jack Wilson has been one of the most sack quarterbacks in the NFL this year. So I love getting us a nice little plus 110 for Christian Wilkins to just do what he did last time. Right. Against a team that, uh, you know, Jack Wilson, uh, he's going to run himself into some sacks. So I love that (laughs) in there. All right. And we have even better news as we go. We got more. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We are, we are not done. Looks like Gary's going to be targeting that game pretty highly. All right. So on the offensive side, I am going to the Sunday night football game uh, where we have the Ravens taking on the Jaguars. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson over 250 passing yards at a nice plus 205. Now, I understand for some of those haters out there, they might say, why are you putting a running back in Lamar Jackson uh, on a passing prop? Well, First of all, this is a mix of a fade between that Jaguars secondary and a highlight to that Ravens offense. The Jaguars have now led up three consecutive 300-yard passing quarterbacks, and two of those include Joe Flacco and Jake Browning. 
So the fact that they're hanging Lamar Jackson over 250 at plus 205 is just too juicy to go ahead and pass up. Give me Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to clear this. The secondary, not only is Tyson Campbell starting quarterback questionable, not practicing likely out, but they're just not very good. And you saw OBJ, you saw Jay Flowers, you saw Bateman coming alive, even Isaiah likely. I think Lamar Jackson easily goes over this in what may be a shootout because you got a healthy Jags deep offense that they both need this game. Lamar Jackson over 250 passing yards at plus 205. All right, we are almost halfway through. Pick number three for the defense. What do we got, Gary? Uh, let's switch it up a little bit here. And this was kind of a no-brainer to me. I couldn't really believe that they even had this on there. But um, it seemed like DraftKings was a little bit more generous this week. There's actually a lot of other solid solid plays. But, of course, we I picked out the best ones. And, I mean, if they're going to feed them to me on DraftKings, then it's going to be one contest. I'm rolling with it, man, because I'm a believer. We've seen it work. It's the holidays, but, Gary. They're giving us right. presents, man. Right. Hell yeah. Anyway, so let's go with the Panthers. Brian Burns, defensive end, over a quarter of a sack at plus 114. Some of these lines are going to change, but don't worry about that, folks, for, for the simple fact is that if we're giving it to you a plus, at least you know they're freaking good bets. So if they do fall a little bit under that plus, you can still tag them in there on a parlay. Anything you want to do with these things, and they're still going to be winners, just a little bit less. Just a reminder, it's not it's not a bad thing every time to fall under the, the plus mark uh, when you're making these bets that early. Um, he's another... Uh, Burns is heading up against the Falcons, which is just like the Jets. They've been a top five team for the last six weeks and on the year uh, where the Jets have been like a top 10, it definitely maybe just top five. Uh, Atlanta at one point at best was like 12th or 14th, but they've been climbing as, as the year's going on. So they're up there in that top five now, but um uh, week one in some example, I don't know if you can take that as an example that far away. He had seven combined, two tackles for a loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble playing against Atlanta. They have notoriously been for five years a bad offensive line protecting off the edge. They did start out better this, this season uh, than normal. Like I said, they were actually like middling that first few games, and, and uh, uh, he still got his – so I'm going to roll with that again with a well-rounded uh, player that's having a great season. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that even more because, guys, again, we're we talk, you know, we talk injuries, and the Atlanta Falcons have a lot of injuries on that offensive line. Brian Burns is a stud. I love that to get a sack there, and he's going against Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter runs himself into some mm -hmm. sacks. He's not a good quarterback. So love offering plus money on the best player on the Panthers to just pick up a sack when he got two the last time these teams played. All right, number three for the dirty O offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with Bengals tight end, Mr. Tanner Hudson, to only get 40 receiving yards at a juicy plus 310 versus the Minnesota Vikings. For those that don't know, Tanner Hudson is the tight end number one in Cincinnati. Irv Smith has not planned out. Drew Sample gets some shake here and there, but Tanner Hudson is the guy, and he's building more chemistry with Jake Browning. Jake Browning's already shown 
his capability as a passer. He's gone for over 300 yards these past two weeks. He's looked very well. Uh, you know, Tanner Hudson on his own accord, he's gone over 30 receiving yards and three out of the last five weeks. That chemistry is building. Uh, and I think the middle of the defense is where you want to attack this Vikings team. Vikings team that's playing a little bit better defense under defense coordinator Brian Flores. They are a blitzing team. So in a situation where you have, you know, the tight end leaking out over the middle, uh, giving a nice little chip block here and there, I think Tanner Hudson is going to be utilized. And I think he gets to this 40 yards fairly easily. So give me Bengals tight end Tanner Hudson, 40 plus receiving yards at a juicy plus 310. All right, folks, pick number four, and you are not kidding yourself. These picks are going up in value, so we want to make sure that you know we're giving you some nice underdogs. All right, Gary, what do we got for number four? Uh, let's let's go right back to Miami with uh, Dolphins defensive tackle, interior defensive edge rusher, uh, Zach Sealer. He's had a really solid season. He is a uh, on-par overachiever in certain contests when the matchup is right like it is with the Jets. As an example, he had like one uh, – it was two combined, one tackle for a loss and a sack the first time that these two took off in week 11. He plays right next to Wilkinson, which I'm going to mention something. So there's two sacks right there, uh, or Wilkinson had two. No, that's three sacks right there, right? Well, Jalen Phillips, this is the game that – it was his last game, week 11 and he's a stud. Yeah, well, that dude had two sacks of his own with like two two tackles for a loss and like four combined. So there's plenty of production. This is what I'm showing you. Now, I don't, that's without even looking at what Bradley Chubb probably got off the other edge, and I'm going to probably lay odds. As, if I was a betting man, 50-50 is that he had a, at least a sack. So that's the kind of production. Well, now we have a vacuum because Jalen Phillips, he's not there right now. So Van Winkle stepped in. He was an elite grade of player, and he showed up on that Washington game just like he was supposed to. Last game, oh, he fell to four combined, two and two. And it was basically because I think he was injured with this because it actually happened during this last contest. So even if he plays, it's one of those lingering injuries that Sebastian uh, mentioned and it's a, he could actually probably go out pretty quickly if he really pushed it. So even if he plays, I'm not really worried about it. There's just that much big more of a portion for Sack Zeller and Wilkinson later because Van Wickle's not going to be able to give it 100%, just like he did in last game. And, and he had been overachieving in all games, all contests that he'd been in, and he was a starter. So I fully believe that that production is going to be there. Ziller's going to get his uh, – a uh, quarter of a sack at plus uh, 120 versus the Jets. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Siler's a guy that you want to go ahead and target. I mean, hey, if you like big boy touchdowns, my guy did score the first touchdown and a nice pick six there. So you got to show some love for big boys scoring. Love targeting that poor, poor Jets offense. All right. So pick number four for the offensive side of the ball. We've got Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. Let him eat. All right, so a name I did not think I'd be saying in 2023, but you got a situation where Ramondre Stevenson dealing with a high ankle sprain, no practices yet, trending towards being out, fully expect him to be out, miss a couple weeks there. Uh, it's a pretty serious injury. And, is I mean, this Patriots offense, you know, after looking lackluster, Zappy and the boys had him going, uh, really put up a pretty performance, took it to Pittsburgh last week, and a big portion of that, obviously Hunter Henry getting his, but also Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. 
Elliott looked good, not only on the ground and on the yard. So give me Zeke Elliott over 125 total yards. That's rush and receiving at plus 390 against the Kansas City Chiefs. He did this just last week. He popped over this number. And you may say, well, I mean, hey, that's against Pittsburgh. They're not, you know, they're pretty bad against the run. So is Kansas City. In these last four, five weeks, Kansas City has been one of the worst teams in the league against the run. I like Ezekiel Elliott to get involved not only on the ground, but also through the air. So give me Zeke Elliott, 125 plus total yards at plus 390. All right, the fifth pick here for the defense what do we got of course we got another jet i gotta tell you this is a nice thing between the jets and miami and this whole line thing with this week is they actually have the talent to back the bets up you know they have players that just by their uh skill set can achieve this so that's despite the numbers that each team or each game or each opponent is offering up to them to begin with all right so Jets Jordan Whitehead safety over three and a half solo tackles at plus 124 versus Miami. Once again, a slightly above par graded player consistent with the matchup strengths to his production. You know, if the, uh, Tony Adams is usually a guy who's com- getting more combined tackles, but uh, again, when the matchups have been in his favor, he at least solid or strong, he has showed up. Um, uh, let's see the last time they had, Let's see. Hence, it was a, ten, a top 10 safety matchup last time in week 11. Uh, and he shouldn't have any problem repeating a five solo tackle plus one combined. I actually expect that to be a little bit higher for him, considering that they're going to be in Miami. Um, I, it, it doesn't concern me that much that a hill of them might be nicked up either because uh, it's just going to be a mass amount of snaps, in my opinion. Uh, I think that Miami's defense is, like I said, good enough. Uh, Jets aren't as good as them. But I think that the the defensive line and the backups are good enough to get the job done. There you go. Yep, I like it. I like it. That's going to be clearly Miami-Jets game is going to be a situation where you could get some nice defensive points there, a good IDP matchup. All right, my fifth and final pick for the Dirty Yo props, our top five here. I'm going to go with Broncos wide receiver Marvin Mims to get higher than 50 receiving yards at a nice plus 750. All right, folks. So we got a situation where we got Denver heading to the Dome in uh, Detroit there against the Lions. This Lions pass defense has just been brutally awful, especially of late. They're a little bit beat up, but they're just not getting it right on the back end. They've been involved in plenty of shootouts. They just got beat by the Bears. It's a situation where this Broncos team's playing better, and I like what they're doing on offense. They're playing good defense. They're getting some shots down the field. I think Marvin Mims, this is a situation where he really just needs to get one catch over the top. He is clearly their big threat wide receiver. He is their burner. In a situation where there may be a decent amount of points in this one, I like him to get take the top off the defense. It's a it's a seven and a half to one, right? I mean, it's a situation where you're telling me essentially one deep ball and it's there, and I'm I'm cashing a plus seven fifty ticket. I will take that all day, every day. Give me that wide receiver three in Denver, Marvin Mims, fifty plus receiving yards at plus seven fifty. 
And all right, folks, we got a little bit of a special here. Uh, in the spirit of the holidays, we are in a giving mood, and we are going to give you a six defensive props because that is just how good Gary feels about the board today. What is the sixth and final prop there? So, boom, I am going to stick with the Jets and defensive tackle Quinn and Williams. Uh, over one and a half assisted uh, tackles at a plus 180, which has not been easy for me to get and get get a hold of here recently. We were getting those earlier in the year, like nice, but those have been a little bit tougher to trust here recently. Until now, Jets Quinn Williams, um, as he's been averaging two assists per game the entire season. He's an elite graded 90 plus PFF player. Uh, the last time that I really like about this, the last time that these two's met up, that they actually, you know, Miami protect protects the the the, the quarterback. So he didn't get a sack. He didn't get a sack, uh, tackle for a loss. But what he did get was three solos and three assists because he's such a beast. He's going to produce, averaging that two assists every game. I am rolling with him. You can fit him in here anywhere with any of these IDPs. And uh, I I think it's a great bet. There you go, folks. All right. So good that we gave you six there. Happy holidays with that one. Okay. To wrap this up here, we are now going to combine forces. The offense meets the defense, the dark side and the light side, joining together to, of course, wing you some money. All right, folks. So the underdog parlay over at Underdog Fantasy. It's going to be two offensive, two defensive props. I'll go ahead and kick us off with Giants wide receiver, Wandale Robinson, higher than 31 and a half receiving yards at the Saints here. Now, like Gary was mentioning, these lines do change. We advise you to get in as soon as you hear this. The earlier you get on, typically the better odds you get, especially with some of these guys where it's one of those situations where, you know, it's not super known. We go deep dive in here for you. And as soon as it starts to get out and become a popular bet, these numbers go down. So just a situation now, for an example, when I wrote this up, it was 29 and a half. It's already at 31 and a half receiving yards. Clearly a lot of people are on this, but Wando Robinson I love for him to go over here. He's explosive. He's involved in the rushing and receiving game. Um, you know, in the situation where he put up over 70 yards last week, him and Tommy DeVito, I had to get my guy Tommy Cutlets into the lineup somehow, some way. Uh, this is a situation where New Orleans, you know, they started the season strong on defense. They're fading as well. Marshawn Lattimore is out for the year. Marcus May is out for the year. They lost some big guys in that secondary. I love a situation where Wando Robinson can take advantage there. Really, that's just about four or five catches for him. Uh, I think he does that with ease. So give me Giants wide receiver Wando Robinson higher than 29 and a half receiving yards. What is our first play of the underdog on defense? Let's see. Well, I'm definitely sticking with the Jess Jordan Whitehead over. Oh, let's see. No, where'd I go? <laughs> oh, sorry about that, folks. Jess Jordan Whitehead again, higher than one and a half assist ta assisted tackles at Miami. Uh, let's see. Out of all the games that he's played, he's actually averaging over two and a half assists on the season. Another no brainer for me. It's a low number. And a high productive game. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, folks. The next up on the list is Bears wide receiver DJ Moore. Higher than 64 and a, 65 and a half receiving yards at Cleveland. I know what you're saying. 
Number one, doesn't DJ Moore have an ankle injury? Yes, he does. I'm fully expecting him to play. Uh, it's a situation where he picked it up on that end around and after the end around uh, where he picked up that slight ankle injury, he went on to score a touchdown and a pretty decent one and put up 60 yards receiving already. So I think he's going to be good to go. Um, and it's a situation where Cleveland also, you're thinking they got a pretty good defense that they do, but they are projected to potentially miss three out of four starters in that back end. They're beat up in the secondary and DJ Moore is the guy in Chicago. So for them to have any success through the air, they're going to DJ Moore. Give me DJ Moore higher than 65 and a half receiving yards. All right. The number four and last play. What do we got Gary to round us out here? Well, I don't know how I could have convinced any more people on how much I like the defensive tackle with the Dolphins' Zach Siller play uh, with the opportunity to get more production with less off the edge next to him um, in that particular side. So I'm going to go higher with 0.5 sacks versus the Jets. And I believe this is what we call juiced up, perhaps, at one 0.25x. Yeah, it's a nice little spicy yeah. caliente pick. I like yeah. it. Get us get boost nice. that number up a little bit. I love it. Yeah. Yep. So we folks, quick recap. We've got Giants wide receiver Wando Robinson higher than 29 and a half receiving yards. Bears wide receiver DJ Moore higher than 65 and a half receiving yards. Jets safety Jordan Whitehead higher than one and a half assisted tackles. And finally, Dolphins defect defensive tackle Zach Seiler higher than half a sack. Put them all together to pay out a nice 12 and a half to one. Listen, folks, we are just trying to make this holiday a very merry one with some cash in your stockings. Nobody wants some little candy canes or a tie or this <laughs> and that bullshit. We're trying to stick it with some cash and help you pay out. And the way you can help pay us back is just like and subscribe to us here over on YouTube. And for more picks, we're coming back every week to make you some money. Got anything for the Gary or for the people, Gary, before we wrap up here? No, not really, man. Just I uh, can't wait to check out this uh, Miami Jets game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on, brother. Yeah, I mean, clearly that is your game of the week there uh, for mm -hmm. the defense. All right, folks. So from the underdogs here, myself, SUPAN Football Doc, and of course my co-host Gary Van Dyke, we are wishing you a happy holidays and a happy football season. I will leave us with this: Go Army! We beat Navy last week, so. Let's ride that wave and have a hell of a week 15. We are out. Thank you for watching this idp guys video if you like this content and you want more fantasy football content click here if you enjoyed this video and you want to see more videos to help you master your idp league click here to subscribe